Welcome to the Balanced CEO Podcast, where we have authentic conversations celebrating the successes of being an entrepreneur while acknowledging the challenges along the way. Join us every other Wednesday as we talk about all things business and life. Nothing is off limits. Here's your hosts, Askar, Sarah Lee, Taylor, and Aaron. Hello, CEOs. I hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome to the Balance CEO Podcast. I am Aspar Morisot, founder and CEO of Anchors. In today's episode, we will be discussing mask off, mask on, the battle, the journey, the victory. So let's get started. Today is such an amazing topic. I know that I could not do this by myself. So we have a special guest for you in our CEO suite, the one and only Kayla Cortez. Kayla Cortez is an intuitive clarity coach. Within this role, she guides women in gaining clarity within their lives so that they can identify and live out their soul's purpose. She does this through her intuitive coaching, readings, and other healing modalities. Kayla believes that we each have a unique gift to offer this world. If we choose to ignore it, then we are only doing a disservice to ourselves, but to others as well. Kayla's mission is to help women awaken the light and power within them so that they collectively can create a ripple effect for change. Hi, Kayla. Welcome to the Balanced CEO Podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm good. Thank you for saying yes. We're so thankful and excited to have you in our CEO suite. We're just so excited to hear about your story, your expertise, and to drop some gems today. Okay? Yeah, let's do it. So first off, I want to open the floor up to a very important question. Given our title, Mask Off, Mask On, The Battle, The Journey, The Victory, what would you say are the types of masks that as women we put on and take off every day? Okay. So when you bring up this question, I immediately just go go to, as women in this society, I feel like we immediately have a mask that is put on us as soon as we're born as women. Mm. Meaning meaning that in society, I feel like women are look, viewed as less than men. Mm. So automatically when we're stepping into this world, we're seen as less than, and that's a mask that is automatically put on us by society that then we might take on. Mm. So a mask where we're struggling with, you know, even while we're struggling with identifying like, who we are and our worth, we're also struggling in a world that says that, you know, we have to work harder or that we're not, we're not available to receive the same as men, that we're not equal. So I think starting off, that's like just an immediate mass that's imposed on us when we're born. That's such a good point because people think that it's over time as we become women and we evolve into our skin that whether we feel confident or insecure, we have to put on this mask. But that's such a good analogy that it starts when we're young, when we're placed in this world. And looking at your accomplishments, personally and professionally, as a clarity coach, what would you say have been the different masks that you've worn and how has it impacted your journey? I would say that some of the masks I have worn is the mask of less than, the mask of putting on a mask to hide like who I am, putting on a mask to blend in with society, putting on a mask so my voice isn't as loud, 
you know, putting on a mask where I don't take up as much space. So I think, you know, going along on this journey, um, there's, I think at every level, there's always been a certain mask that we put on. And for me, the mask has always contributed to fear. So the mask has always been tied to fear because the mask protects us, right? It protects us from judgments or opinions because if they're judging the person I show up in with the mask on, they're not judging the real me. Mm, that's good that's good so I think for me you know some of the masks have always just been tied to how I show up and me hiding behind an image or an idea or a mindset that's not really me and how I've seen that impact me on my journey is that ultimately I can feel when I'm not showing up authentically mm. So I have to sit with, okay, you know, what mask are you wearing right now, wherever you are? Because I think there, it's always changing. It's always changing as we evolve on our journey, you know, but sitting with what mask am I wearing right now? And how is it preventing me from going from this space to the next? Or why am I wearing this mask? You know, what am I protecting myself from? That's so wonderful because I think a lot of times just to piggyback of what you're saying, I didn't think about it as the mask, they could judge the mask and not me. Because I think in general, people just don't want to be judged. They put the mask as a covering. And I think it's because we struggle with so many internal battles. And I want you to speak on the topic of the battle right now, the battle that we go through as we put on this mask. What do you believe are some internal battles that we go through and how do these battles impact who we are? Okay, so some of the battles, you know, internal battles that I feel like we go through, the biggest one is self-worth, feeling like we're worthy enough for whatever it is that we want to do, that back and forth with, am I capable? Am I enough to do this? I think that's one of the biggest battles because if we were so certain of who we were and we knew we were enough and we knew that our self-worth wasn't based off someone else's validation or opinion, we'd all be stepping in, in this world boldly. Nothing would hold us back. I think so much of how we show up in this world is contributed to that back and forth battle of self-worth, which could you know, really have been ingrained since we were little in so many ways. It can be so different for every person, but I think a lot of it stems from just our growth. And there was a moment that you know someone said something or someone did something that had us like, hold on, like questioning ourselves. So I think that's a big one. I think imposter syndrome is like a big one, you know, feeling like, um, because a lot of comparison happens right now, especially with social media. I mean, it opens this door up for, for comparison, especially as entrepreneurs and you're looking at other women and oh my gosh, you know, they look like they, they got it together and they're thriving, et cetera, based off what we're seeing. So that causes a lot of comparison. And that, then that also causes like this imposter syndrome where we then start to question, who am I? to do this? Or who am I to bring this idea to, to life? Or who am I to just show up and talk about this topic, whatever. So our, our minds just start going. And then we start to fake ourselves out of it. We convince ourselves like, actually, maybe you're right. Maybe you're not ready to talk about this, or maybe you're not capable of this. So I think that's a really big one that goes along with social media as well, and how it contributes to us on our own journeys. Yeah, 
That's so true because I feel like as you're speaking, you're speaking about me. I know as an entrepreneur, I suffered like from an immense amount of imposter syndrome ever since I had this idea, because like you said, you go through like, who am I? Would people listen to me? Am I experienced enough? When you look at social media, you look at the people who's been doing it for so long. Am I worthy enough? In addition to do will I have the funds and the capacity to go through it? And I think imposter syndrome has prevented me from doing so much and prevents women in general or anybody from accomplishing so much and being who they're called to be. And I think part of it was it took me a while for me to find my way to work through my imposter syndrome. And I had to really, in my personal experience, I had to catch my thoughts. So once I see these things happening, I had to be, I had to check myself and be like, girl, you need to, mm -mm, we're not doing that today. Like I had to have sticky note mirrors on my wall. So when I wake up, I do affirmation. There are so many things that I had to do because I'm like, I can't be who I am destined to be. I know I'm supposed to start a business. I want to start my business, but I know I have to do it my way. I can't, comparison is the biggest thief of joy. Comparison is like the biggest thief of success. And I had to learn my way to figure out how to get out of this hump. So what do you think? And do you mind sharing? What are some ways like based on the internal battles that you've listed? What are some techniques that people can use to really combat them? Because this can destroy them and hinder them from being who they're meant to be. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it goes back to spending that time alone with ourselves really getting to know ourselves at our core. And for me, you know, that's look like personally stillness, a lot of stillness, you know, a lot of co communication with God, a lot of like raw journaling, a lot of sitting in those thoughts that may be imposing themselves on me and maybe deep and heavy and dark and sitting with them and being like, why, why is this coming up for you? And where does this stem from? I'm very much a person who likes to get to the root of things. I feel like when I get to the root of things and I know, okay, I understand why this is here. Now I can work with it. So for me, a lot of that contributed to like journaling, meditation practices that brought me back to self where I really just took the time sitting with myself, asking myself those deep questions and getting to know myself. Because the biggest thing with imposter syndrome is that I feel like we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust ourselves. So we begin to question ourselves. Mm -hmm. So the more time that we can spend getting to know who we are, the more confident we are when we take up space where we give, the more we become certain of who we are, then imposter syndrome doesn't have enough space to come in because we're like, hold on, that thought that's imposing itself on me, you're not a part of my core. You're not a part of me. So you get to get to a space where you're like, I see the thoughts coming in, but I get to push them back out because these aren't mine. Mm, that's so good. I told you guys that Kayla would be dropping some gems today. So whatever you're going through, I hope this was helpful to you because I know it's for me. Don't give imposter syndrome the space to come in, lock it out. And therefore you don't have to really deal with it. And I think part of it, especially this hits hardware when you're on this journey for purpose and calling, right? And I think oftentimes people are torn between the two because they're like, is there really a way of differentiating them and do they have a purpose or calling so I would actually like for you to speak a little bit on the difference between a purpose and a calling 
do believe everybody has one and how do we find it? Okay, I love this question. So I don't really use the word calling as often. I always am using the word purpose. But when you bring up this question, what it brings up for me is purpose is our way of being. It's who we are. It's how we decide to show up. It's just our being, our essence. Calling can be a way that we choose to take our purpose and express it to the world. Mm -hmm. so, okay. so that's how I see it. So purpose is my being. Like, who am I? How am I deciding to show up in this world? Knowing that, and this is really big, knowing that when we're going on our journey, it's always going to be changing. Mm. It doesn't have to be the same thing forever. And I think people get really stuck on that. And this idea that, you know, once you've identified your purpose or your calling that it's going to be the same thing. And I think our duty as humans is that we get to evolve continuously, meaning that the way that we show up and decide to take up space is always going to be changing as well. So being open to the expansion of your purpose and of your calling and do I believe that, you know, in reference to your question, do I believe that everyone has a purpose and they're calling? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that with time, it takes, you have to be willing to get to know yourself at your core to identify what your purpose is in this world. And I think a lot of people are scared of identifying what that is because then they're going to be called to show up in this world in a different way. So if I've identified my purpose and I'm content with being comfortable with life, it's going to be harder to want to step into that purpose because it's going to require a different level of myself to show up for that. And the world that we live in, the society that we live in, doesn't want us to fulfill our purpose or our calling because they want us to be okay and comfortable with showing up and doing the work that needs to be done to keep this world going around in cycles and cycles, to keep the world functioning. So why would we want you to identify your purpose to then go on and take up space and create things in this world that are unique to you, but might not be in the agenda of what our government or our society has created for us? That's so good because I think when you mention taking up space in the world because you have to continue, it's kind of like as entrepreneurs, many of us, there are some few entrepreneurs who are able to start their journey full throttle, but there are those of us who are still working like a nine to five, still doing our time relative to getting the financial backing that we need to start a business. And they came a point in time when for me personally, I realized that as much as I love my job, but that's, I'm tired of building somebody else's dream. Mm. And of course, you know, when you are in the level, I mean, I'm in a director position, but my boss is getting all the accolades and getting all the glory for the things that we're doing here. And as I'm realizing, and after losing my job, I was like, you know, we're dispensable as human beings, but each day I continue to show up and build somebody else's dream and build mm -hmm. something else. And my purpose was slowly becoming smaller. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I had to really shift my priorities. <laughs> I had to shift my commitment because I was just like, why am I showing up for something? I mean, I like my job, but I don't wanna do that forever. That's not what I'm called to do. I'm called to make a larger impact. 
And I think a lot of us, sometimes we think about entrepreneurship, we're like, is it a purpose? Is it a calling? Mm -hmm. And how do I find that when I'm here working full time and I really don't have the time? Mm -hmm. So when you think about clarity, I had to really be clear on who I was, what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be and how I wanted to get there for me to actually start really focusing on my business to see it thrive because mm -hmm. anchors is not how it is now. It took us three years, <laughs> almost three years from when we started. And it took me really saying, I have, I want to take up space. I got to do better. Mm -hmm. Realizing my weakness as a leader, how I've been slacking because I've been focusing on the wrong thing. I've been focusing on my job, which I do mm -hmm. have to focus because it's my financial backing, but um, I wasn't doing what I needed to do for my purpose. And I really started focusing on my purpose when I became clear. So it goes for me to ask you, when, when you think about clarity and pursuing this journey, what types of clarity do you need? And I think, why do you think so many of us lack clarity on this journey when we're, when we're mm -hmm. fulfilling our purpose or in our calling? Okay, so I want to get into this question, but you said some stuff that I really want to pinpoint. I don't want people to get, I don't want people to always think that purpose and calling is your career. Mm -hmm. I think people get, people get stuck on that and think that, you know, it, it's the, it, it's tied to your career. Yeah. It's tied to how you get to show up in this world. Mm -hmm. So this is, again, there's people who are super comfortable and enjoy like their everyday life, their jobs. Yeah. And that that's beautiful. But are you also taking time to nurture the parts of you that want to be explored? Exactly. Are you, you know, are you, are you also kind of venturing into those areas of your life and not just staying in that cycle of you show up, do what you got to do, come back home and that's it. Are you exploring the other parts of you? Because it's within that exploration that you find your purpose, that you feel like you've identified things in your life that you want to bring to life. Mm -hmm. So I think that's huge because people um, sometimes I uh, think that it's just tied to career and it's not tied to that. Mm -hmm. but for some of us the way we decide to show up in this world get to become avenues that we get to turn into career paths mm -hmm. um, that's good so I, <laughs> thank you so I wanted to say that and I the other thing that I didn't say and you you kind of said this in the intro I believe that every single one of us has a reason for being here on this earth without a doubt you can say you don't know it yet, or you can say you don't agree. That's my belief that we all have a purpose for being here. We're all being, we're all called here to do something. And, you know, if we choose to ignore that, or if we choose to not explore that, you know, I believe we're doing a disservice to not just ourselves, but to the other people that are waiting for us to put these gifts out, to show up in the world in this way. So I wanted to say that as well. And then coming to your question on clarity, when it comes to pursuing our journey, what types of clarity do we need? I think that we need initial clarity on who we are. Because sometimes we get so carried away with like X, Y, and Z. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And we're, we're so focused on external things. And it gets so confusing because we still haven't even gotten clear on who am I? And how am I choosing to show up in this world? How am I choosing to being? And then letting that ripple out into how I choose to explore other things in this world. 
So really getting clear on who we are, getting clear on what space we're in right now, getting clear on our past, you know, getting clear on our past and how it really impacts our present day. And then also getting clear on a vision because we need to have a vision that is guiding us and not a vision where we're so connected to it that we're focused on an outcome, but a vision that is guiding us as we decide to show up every single day. Mm, That's good. And I think when you think about a vision, there's a lot that you need to be committed, right? So Mm -hmm. when it comes to commitment, commitment is definitely key as you're evolving into who you're destined to be. Um, Why do you think many of us are scared of that commitment? And what kind of commitment do you think we need as we pursue that particular vision that we may have? I think the first thing we really need is to be gentle with ourselves. (laughs) Be gentle with ourselves as we decide to commit to new things and new adventures because we're being brave and saying yes. We're being so brave and saying yes when so many people don't say yes to the vision. So that's number one. Like uh, you're courageous, you're brave, you're strong, you're powerful when you decide to say yes to that vision. And then the commitment stems back to the why. Why do you want to commit to this vision? The why is what keeps the commitment there. Because as we go along, there's going to be things that happen. You know, life happens, roller coaster ups and downs. Things might shift in our world. But as long as we're connected to that why, we get to come back to ourselves. And the why, for me, I believe, always has to be something internal. You know, my why has to be connected to me. I have to be my why. I have to be my why. And then that allows me to commit to the vision. And at the, at the end of the day, like I said, like there's gonna be things in this world that kind of throw us off or things that happen that shift, shift the journey. But committing to that vision is committing to you. while also being open to that vision changing because you can have a vision but you have no idea what God has planned for you so being open to the shifts of the vision as well that's a good point because I think a lot of time when we have that vision and we're working so hard towards that vision and then curveballs or life situation comes at us we become so upset that either we no longer pursue that vision or we feel a little stagnant and helpless And I think you sharing that you have to be open-minded to the changes that are coming. And hopefully when I believe that curveballs and situations play a role in that journey to that vision anyways, it's Mm -hmm. something it's supposed to happen so you can get further in life. But sometimes we don't see that that way when we're dealing with our emotions, when we're dealing with our feelings, when we're dealing with things not going right and it's hard for us to comprehend change We get frustrated, but if only, like you said, we can see it from a different perspective, that whatever happens is meant to happen on this journey. Mm -hmm. Take it in, be gentle with yourself and always get back up and move forward. Mm -hmm. And I think another thing is when you look at this journey, in addition to completing your vision, understanding your why, being gentle with yourself, can we ever be victorious? 
what does victory really look like on a journey? Personally, I think victory is right now. Mm, that's good. Victory is right now. And that's how I view life, like me being here, taking this space with you, having this conversation is victory. Good. It, it's a blessing. It's an honor. And it's a gift, this conversation that we then get to offer to others. I don't like to think of victory as a goal over there because then it's not a reality. So if victory gets to be my everyday life. I'm victorious and everything that comes after this is another, is another victory, another victory, another victory that I get to add to my life, to my journey. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to celebrate those victories. The fact that we're awake right now is victorious and we celebrate the small victories so we can experience bigger victories mm -hmm. i think we just focus on the big victories but like you said it is right now it is going to be this afternoon it's going to be tomorrow and if only we change our mindset that would be the thing that happens and i know when it comes to entrepreneurs this journey can be rewarding and it can be challenging some days as we mentioned we're winning some days we're defeated knowing everything we spoke about and from your personal experience what is the best advice that you can offer to an entrepreneur right now who is stuck feels defeated and want to give up because things are not really working out for them or right now they're having a slow month that they're not making ends meet? Like, what would you offer to an entrepreneur right now? What'd you, what would you say to them? I'd say, remember your why. Remember your why. You know, you, you can't base your journey off someone else's. You know, you have to trust your journey you have to believe that if something arrived on your heart, it's because it is intended for you to bring it out into this world. If the vision arrived, then you're capable of that vision. And there's going to be months when you question it. <laughs> there's going to be months when you're like, am I doing the right thing? Is anyone listening? Like, is it worth it? And just go back to your why. And that's why your why has to be connected to your core. Because despite what else can be happening in the world, when you're so certain of that why, yeah, there's going to be moments that are hard and you're questioning it. But when you get back to that why, you, you remember, okay, I know why I have to show up tomorrow. And the day after that. And the day after that. Because your why and your purpose and your journey aren't something that is disposable. Good. It's something that you commit to and you decide to show up to day in and day out. What are some resources that are that you believe are available to women and entrepreneurs when it comes to finding clarity and success on their journey? Well, I'm really big on ver being very mindful of the pages that I follow even on social media. So I'm always making sure that my space is surrounded by other women who are on their journey who are exploring their purpose. Um, and I always think it's mindful to receive that information, uh, being mindful of how you receive that information and taking everything too with a grain of salt, right? Like, so I think for me, a big part is looking at other people that I see are going along in their journey and then learning. Like for me, the biggest thing has been like investing, investing in myself. You have to invest in yourself in order to just 
I believe, reach new limits because it's within those spaces that we explore parts of our brain, of our mind that we wouldn't explore if someone else didn't provide an opportunity for us to explore it. And for me, that's come through a lot of coaching programs, a lot of classes, workshops, anything where I see someone doing something that I'm amazed by it or intrigued by it. And I'm like, ooh, maybe there's something here for me to learn. So investing in ourselves is key here. Investing in our learning, investing in our nurturing, investing in our self-care, because it's all part of this journey. So those are biggest resources. And then for me, I think, you know, investing in a coach. So I'm a coach myself, but I always make sure that I also have a coach that I'm going to, someone who is perhaps maybe on different heights and I get to learn from them. So a big thing for clarity is that that's what I love. You know, my intention and my purpose in this world, I think, is helping other women identify who they are, getting clear on who they are, so then we can identify how do I want to take up space in in this world, and then giving this woman the tools and the wisdom to embody that. And like you said, I think learning is continuous. I feel like as we reach new heights, we shouldn't just stop there. We have to keep going, keep learning, keep growing. And like you said, being mindful of what we bring into our world, what we see, who we surround ourselves with, because all that plays a role on our journey. All that plays a role in who we become and all that plays a role in terms of us fulfilling our purpose. You want people, you want to create boundaries as well but you want people who's going to support you, who's going to be your raving fans. And you want to follow things that are positive. Like you want to follow things that are encouraging you, not things that are bringing you down. And you want to always keep investing in yourself Mm -hmm. because somebody will always know more, but the goal is for you to say, okay, I want to learn. And then as you learn, as you evolve, you're able to pass that down and pay it forward by bringing another woman with you. Or if you serve men or children, the goal is for you to, pay it forward or you, like you said, take all that you know and offer value to those that are coming after you, whether it's through Mm -hmm. mentoring, whether it is providing something for your clients or customers, it has to keep going. We can't be selfish with who we are. Take up space. It's okay to take up space. Absolutely. I am so excited. This was so good. And I, I told you guys from the beginning that this was going to be good. So there you have it. Mask off, mask on, the battle, the journey, the victory. Thank you, Kayla, for joining us on today's episode of the Balance CEO podcast. We would be remiss if we did not give you an opportunity to let our CEO audience know how they can show you some love and tell them how they can connect with you. Absolutely. So like I said, this is my jam. This is really what lights me up. These conversations, giving women the space to tune into who they are, and then seeing them boldly just take up space with their power, with their truth, like with their authentic expression. Um, So if this is something that you're called to learn more about, you're really, you're just ready to do this work. Um, You can definitely find me on my website, which is www.kaylacortez, K-A-Y-L-A-C-O-R-T-E-S.com. You can send me an email at info at And then I'm super active on my Instagram, 
which is at underscore Kayla Cortez underscore. Um, so those are the best ways that you can find me. And again, this is like what I'm truly passionate about. And I, I know this is part of, this is my purpose. This is my reason for being. Yes, please feel free to reach out to Kayla. She is amazing. She is phenomenal. I know I've known her for about two years now and she has definitely helped me gain clarity and also give me the boost that I need to keep going. So be sure to not miss out and follow her. And also if you have any questions or you can email us at anchors.info at gmail.com and then we will connect with Kayla. So as I mentioned, be sure to follow and connect with her. She's such a valuable resource. As always, today's conversation was amazing, but it doesn't end here. Keep it going and share this episode and all its amazing gems with the phenomenal women in your lives and in a world of competition, be the inspiration. Until next time. Thank you for joining us this week on the Balanced CEO Podcast. Check us out on our website at anchors.com. That is anchors, A-N-K-O-R-Z dot com. Or look us up on social media at Anchors LLC for more information about us and today's podcast. As always, subscribe to Spotify and iTunes to catch each episode. And leave us a review wherever you're listening from so we can continue to give you new, fresh content. See you next time. Oh, 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 o